This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. For the very first time, we always like to give that special welcome to everyone who is tuning in and joining us on the World of UX podcast. Very happy to have you. We took a little segue, a little break from the current series on emotional intelligence and UX, and we spent time uh, going through some of what we call the talking shop segments, where we took time to interview and just sit down and have little fireside chats with other people in the UX community around the world. Uh, It was really, really exciting, a lot of fun to sit and and to speak with people that I personally have been convinced have some fantastic things to say to the UX community at large and people who are contributing to the well-being of the discipline. So really happy, really exciting. I look forward to future segments, but we are back to the subject on tonight of emotional intelligence and UX. I thought that I was going to pick up a couple weeks ago, but the opportunity just came up to talk to Dr. Giles. So thanks again and a shout out to him and what he's doing with clinical UX over there in Europe and really love spending time with Amy Santee, a UX career coach. Folks are doing some great things out there and, and I really love to celebrate other people. Uh, especially when they're bringing value. And you've got to have, we've got to have a mindset where we really value people that are bringing value because we we can't do this by ourselves. None of us can, no matter what anybody is bringing to the table. Uh, I labor feverishly to to impact the discipline in a proper way, and uh, but I can't do it all. Uh, It's gonna take a whole bunch of us. It's gonna take way more than a village to get this one done, folks. So uh, we're really happy for people who are willing to share something I think that that needs to be done more of. There are a lot of people out there that are sharing, but I say it all the time. I say it again. There's a lot of people that are sharing and they shouldn't be. UX misinformation is rampant today because there's a lot of people that are sharing that shouldn't. That misinformation is coming from somewhere. So I'm thankful that I know people, I'm fortunate that I know people who have something good to say. I'm happy to use my resource, my medium to share with everybody that's out there. And then we just uh, do everything we can again to help everybody out. So we're back to the subject at hand, talking about emotional intelligence and UX. I think we're in the home stretch on this topic, and for those of you who did, by chance, join me 
as I spoke to the folks in South Africa about three, four weeks ago. I delivered this talk in its entirety. I think we're, we're, it's a good partner between what I'm talking about now, splitting things up week by week, and then that, that talk, because that talk was really, a lot of it was really high level. And in addition to that, that high level work uh, that we delivered in that talk, these segments on the podcast allow me an opportunity to dive deep into certain segments. For example, this week for emotional intelligence and UX, as I mentioned the last time that I talked about the, the subject, we said we were going to share information about what we call EQ red flags, signs that whether you see it in yourself whether you see it in someone else, whether you witness it, whether you're being victimized by it, whatever the case might be, you just happen to uh, to to see see this happen. The things I'm about to mention happening to someone else. It's important that we are able to identify different things. To when we see a behavior, when we see an attitude, when we see certain actions, we need to be able to classify those things and understand what they are. There's a whole group of people out there that think that doing something like that is being what they call judgy, which has got to be one of the most hypocritical things that people are doing in and out of UX spaces today because to call someone else judgy and to highlight it as if it's something wrong is judgy. Therefore, if someone calls someone out for being judgy, and they're implying that judging someone else is is actually something we should not be doing, um, then why are they doing it? it? It is one of the most ridiculous things that I've ever witnessed and ever been subjected to, actually. But when we do not take the time to accurately identify what someone is doing, to accurately identify what's going on and to be able to say, this is good, this is bad, this is up, this is down, this is A, this is B. These are things that we do all the time. It's actually quite natural. We just have to be honest about it, really. But it it is an indication of a an emotional intelligence flaw. I mean, think about it for a moment before we even get into all the red flags of which this is, in a sense, indirectly one of them. When... When we are emotionally intelligent, as we've already defined, and we, we're not giving you the list again of Adele Lynn's, the, the five aspects of emotional intelligence that she talks about, the first one is self-awareness. Now, if you are self-aware, if you are identifying who you are, what it is you need to do for, from a standpoint of improvement, what, what are you doing well, where are the points where you need to grow? These are all aspects of self-awareness. So can you see the importance of self-awareness, even just right there, or of EQ? Can you see the importance of EQ just when we're talking about self-awareness only? Because when we are self-aware, we afford ourselves a world of growth and progress because if I need to grow when it comes to information architecture, I need to be able to recognize that. I need to know how well I'm doing with it on ver- from various angles, from various aspects. I need to then welcome the opportunity to grow, and I need to take on the effort of improving my acumen when it comes to information architecture. That's what 
EQ does for us. If you're a leader, some we've got some leaders in 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 UX out there that listen to the podcast. If you're good as a leader, you can take that self awareness and you can extend it to your entire team. How are we doing as a team? Where do we need to grow? Where are our strong points? Where are our weak points? What can we do that will actually further? Our, our progress and our status and our team's UX material level. All of these things require emotional intelligence. Without emotional intelligence, they simply won't get done and there's a problem. So when people complain about being judgy, not only are they being hypocritical in doing so, but that person is limiting their own progress, they're limiting their own growth. And if you have a person that's in leadership, that embraces the whole judgy mindset, think about what's happening to that team. If if somebody is afraid uh, of someone being judgy, uh, then you have some problems that we, we really won't even bother to get into today. I'm sure we'll cover it another time. But one of the other interesting things about that that whole concept is people who complain about folks being judgy, ironically, it's interesting that they're only concerned about people being judgy when they're calling out things that impact the people that are accusing somebody of being judgy. It's, it's, it's selective. It's biased. It, it's not really, uh, it's ethical. It's not honest. It, there, there's so many problems with that. I just encourage you, if you've ever been one of those people, you can always change your, change your ways. You can always say, you know what, Darren, you're right. I get it. I need to, if somebody gives me some constructive criticism, which comes from being what you call judgy, by the way, then, then so be it. We just need to be able to take what someone says. Remember, constructive criticism builds, destructive criticism tears down. So if somebody is telling you an area where you need to grow, take it, analyze it. If it's not true in the midst of your analysis, you'll find out and then you can let it go. But if what they said is true, somebody just gave you gold. And and how many people are willing to tell you that there's something in your nose, so to speak? I know that's a crude example, but it's a great example because people don't want to tell you that there's some spinach in your teeth, so to speak. We need We need to have the courage, which EQ also affords us. We need to have the courage to be able to accept when we don't measure up to what we know we want to be. And that's when we empower ourselves, when we can have that strong sense of self-awareness and the courage to accept the truth about ourselves. What it does, it puts us in a position where we will extend that courtesy to other people. What a novel idea, right? We'll extend that to other people and then things really work out well from that perspective. Then you you let somebody know when they when they fall short somewhere. You'll let them know where they need to improve or where they need to grow, or you'll let them know about that thing that they didn't handle the best way that they possibly could because you truly and genuinely care. And it's through those types of exchanges that we build sound healthy and mutually beneficial relationships that we we sacrifice and we forfeit when we don't embrace EQ. So just a little tidbit today. Now let's go over the nine 
uh, EQ red flags, and I got some bonus elements on the end of that. We'll be slightly extended today, but I think it's important to cover all of these things. EQ red flag number one that I have personally witnessed uh, at work in the, the UX community at large is that of jealousy. Anytime someone is operating in jealousy, anytime someone expresses being jealous, yeah, even when you joke, don't joke about being jealous. It's, 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 it's not a joking matter. If somebody did well, if somebody's doing well, if somebody excels at a particular thing, how about celebrating them instead? That's the EQ thing to do. Celebrate what the person's doing well. Celebrate the person's success. Celebrate the, the skill that the person brings to the table. Don't be upset because you don't have that that trait or that attitude or or that accomplishment why do that go labor if you want it go work for it they work for it you go work for it <laughs> so that's the eq way to respond to that number two and this is uh an interesting one because we we have certain attitudes about this one that that are sort of all over the radar but anytime you are fearful i don't care what it is you're fearful about when it comes to operating in UX, and and I'm focusing on UX here, fear is basically, it's how we react to the unknown. And sometimes it's, we we fear how somebody is going to respond to us, or we fear how somebody is going to treat us, or things of that nature. But folks, fear is, in some cases, it is flat out natural to fear certain things. But when you're fearful of people for no good reason, when you are fearful about how somebody's going to treat you and you're not paying any attention at all to whether or not you've really put your best foot forward, when you have not paid any attention at all to whether or not you've treated other people with dignity and respect and in a humane fashion, the, the fear could be justified. <laughs> if you're, I mean, I mean, but if you haven't done those things, there's nothing to fear. My recent TED talk where I, I talked about the garrison of excellence really addresses this because when we subscribe to excellence and when we do our absolute best in any given situation, we have absolutely nothing to fear. So yes, it is natural sometimes to feel fearful, but when that fear comes upon you, just take a step back, grab a hold of that, grab that bull by the horns, the bull of self-awareness, take a look at it. Did I really execute properly? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I operate in excellence? You can basically dispel fear just through self-awareness and, and knowing that you did the right thing. If you didn't do the right thing, you have just reason to be fearful because you left the door open. But if you did the right thing, if you pressed through that situation, if you handled yourself with dignity and respect and integrity, there's nothing to fear. So when that feeling comes upon you, just shoot it down. You know what? I get it. It's natural to feel that way, but it's also wise to shoot it down. You do not want to be the slave of fear. So let's make sure we address that because its presence and it's, it's unbridled operation is it's an indication that you're lacking EQ somewhere. So, so get to work. Number three is a constant, especially in, in today's world of UX. I've seen it throughout my career. Uh, it's something that I see, I witness a lot 
uh, when I'm operating out on LinkedIn or just talking to people in a meetup or what have you, a lot of people engage in detrimental ambition or what I call detrimental ambition. And is it okay to have ambition in general? Yeah. You want to do well for yourself. You got goals, you got things you want to accomplish. Absolutely. The problem is that some people are willing to, to achieve their goals, to pursue ambition. And this is where the problem is. This is where the EQ red flag comes in at someone else's expense. You have every right to excel and to seek to grow and to progress. But you have absolutely no right to do it at someone's expense by stealing their ideas, by laboring to make them look bad, by, by, uh, by stealing someone's work and getting ahead that way. These things are all signs that there is an EQ problem. So whether you, you're the victim of it, whether you're targeted by it, you may just observe or witness it happening in somebody else. These are all indicators that there is an EQ deficiency that's at work. And by the way, I didn't say this earlier. I'm going to say this now because I'll probably forget to say it later. Anytime there's an EQ red flag, I did speak to it a little bit. Now, think about it. If you see it in yourself, get to work and get rid of it. If you see it operating in somebody else or you witness it and it's happening to someone else, uh, then you may have some management responsibilities. Even if you're not a manager in that situation, we have to manage the EQ deficiencies of other people. We have to manage it in stakeholders as UX professionals. We have to manage it in clients. We have to manage it uh, even in our own teams many times. And it's painful. It's painful to be subjected to EQ red flags. It's painful to become victimized by EQ red flags. But the bottom line is we still need to manage what's going on there. So let's make sure that we do that. Okay, so back to the list. The next one, denial. (laughs) When you're in denial, remember, self-awareness. If you're in denial about yourself, that's an EQ red flag. If you're in denial about someone else, it's an EQ red flag. If you're in denial about certain circumstances or some things that your team is being subjected to, that's an EQ red flag. Emotional intelligence drives us to embrace reality on all counts. The worst case scenario is that there's something that comes up about yourself or an uncomfortable situation that you have to deal with. But the more you embrace the reality of what you see, the better equipped you will be and the more energized you will be to then manage that situation and do what you need to do in order to thrive and achieve achieve success. So reality, embrace reality and don't be guilty of the red flag of denial. The next one is deflection. And and that's where sometimes somebody may give you some feedback. They may give you a suggestion. Uh, People may identify something that is wrong. This, This one goes out to the judgy people again. And, and instead of dealing with what was said, and it can come forth with proof, uh, undeniable proof and evidence and things of that nature, and then people will still, because they don't want to be guilty, and they don't want to be that thing, they don't want to, to embrace the picture that that thing that's coming up paints of them, they would rather, instead of doing 
the EQ thing to change the behavior, to change the attitude, to change the narrative so that that thing is no longer true. Instead, they deflect. They accuse someone else. They say, well, that's not true. And then they provide uh, some, some supposed evidence that speaks to the contrary, when really all it is is an act of deflection. The thing that's being said is true. What's being pointed out is accurate. And you just don't want to take it. Uh, You don't want to face up to it. You don't want to be held accountable for it. But EQ embraces reality. EQ embraces accountability. EQ is in the business of pivoting when we find out that pivoting is the right and the ethical and the responsible thing to do. EQ is just responsible, period. So we want to make sure don't deflect. Don't don't uh, uh, put it off on somebody else. Don't say it's somebody else's fault. And even if somebody else did do something, and, and, and maybe it is on them, was there anything potentially that you could have done to have changed that situation and made it better for everyone? You may not be at fault at all, but what could I have done to make the situation better? And when we spend the time to look inwardly instead of outwardly, we make ourselves better in the process. We, be, we demonstrate emotional intelligence. We make ourselves more emotionally intelligent. We make the relationships that we're responsible for, for managing better and more fruitful and more mutually beneficial. So we have to make sure that we don't deflect. Don't deflect. Here's one that I'm going to spend a little bit more time with today. One of, of, a, of two that I want to spend a little bit extra time with. And that's arrogance. And uh, arrogance is something that is a major EQ red flag. If, if arrogance is present, then yeah, something is terribly wrong. There's some work that needs to be done. Uh, you're either going to have to change yourself or you're going to have to manage it. One of the two. But no matter what it is, uh, uh, you want to understand that arrogance is a destructive force that does nobody any good on top of the fact that it's an EQ red flag. It is probably one of the most dangerous of the EQ red flags because of all of the damage and all of the the destruction that's left in its path. Now, one of the reasons I want to spend a little extra time on arrogance is because of the definition. People use the word arrogant loosely. Matter of fact, the word arrogant is ascribed to people who are confident. Um, it is ascribed to people, I think about the world of sports, and uh, some people will say that uh, um, Aaron Rodgers comes to mind. He's a, for those of you who are not uh, football fans, he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. You'll see him a lot on the on the State Farm commercials, things of that nature, and they, they see him and the way he carries himself and such. And I'm just talking about his football play. Now, I'm not talking about anything else. They will say that he's arrogant. And, but when you look at, he, at him play and, and you watch what he does, the man supposedly had a broken toe and just this past weekend was running around as if absolutely nothing was wrong with him. And, and it's really the, the, the confidence. It was his drive to succeed. And it was really the execution of what has been said to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time to have played the game. But yet people accuse him of, of being arrogant. He's not looking down on, the, on other people. He's not doing anything that would indicate that. People, folks, are, a lot of folks, 
EQ deficient folks don't like confidence in others. They just don't like it. When people see confidence in other people, you will hear them. I remember a lot of us when we were younger, you would hear somebody say, uh, that say there's a group of young women and one of the young women comes in with a new dress on and then one of the girls will say she thinks she's cute. The person who came in with the nice dress on said nothing of the sort. She's excited about her new dress, as a lot of us always were excited, whether we had new shoes or a new suit or a new dress or new pants, whatever it was, we were excited about it, and we weren't going around primping around or anything like that. There was just the issue of just being excited, and in some cases, people weren't even demonstrating any of those things. People saw the person being in a position of good fortune, and as we mentioned earlier, jealous, and out of jealousy, putting words in the mouth of the person who was the target of the jealousy and then saying that they think they're better or something of that sort. Folks, having there's nothing wrong with having confidence. Matter of fact, the, the better you get at what you do as a UX professional, the more acumen you get, the more confident you are going to feel. And there will always be somebody, because there's always an EQ deficient person around somewhere, somebody who's going to be upset about the fact that you're confident. I catch it all the time, and people say that I'm X, Y, and Z, but it's really people who really take umbrage to the confidence, to the knowledge that's demonstrated, and things of that sort. Let's talk about, uh, a minute, what arrogance truly is. I have five definitions for you that I want to present, and when you think about arrogance, it's these things. It's not what we think or what a lot of people think and what society at large tends to label as arrogant many times. Number one, it's an exaggerated sense of one's importance that shows itself in a person making excessive or unjustified claims. A person sees themselves as important and then they they go off on the deep end <laughs> with regard to the perception of their importance. So so that person is their their head is inflated because they they might be important but they're taking it a few notches beyond that. They might be skilled, but they're taking it a few notches beyond that. That's arrogance. The next one, the belief that someone is better, smarter or more important and then here's the catch, resulting in the disrespect of others. The arrogance disrespects other people. Some people, Aaron Rodgers does see himself as important. He sees himself as pretty good. And then he goes out there and he backs it up. <laughs> so you might get upset with him as an attitude or having an attitude, but as long as he doesn't disrespect you or disrespect other quarterbacks, what, what problem does anybody have? have with that so he can be as good as he wants to be that's all fine and dandy the next definition the exaltation of self similar to the others and then also similar the demeaning and the discounting of others so it's when someone puts themselves up on a pedestal and then puts everybody else down people who are seniors in ux get get accused of this when they actually have really i've only seen a couple of minuscule examples of somebody actually putting other people down. A lot of us spend a whole lot of time pulling people up. Arrogant people don't pull other people up, at least not without, uh, not with a string attached, they, they don't. Uh, some people pull other people up, but they have a string attached, and we'll talk about that 
another time in another episode. But when when you're important or you're doing a lot, but you are still generous, you're still uh, lifting other people up, you're still encouraging people, you're really not even put, saying anything about yourself, but you're being confident. There's nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, that's a sign that you're healthy. Another definition that's somewhat akin to the other, so you got a little bit of overlap, but that happens in, t- in dictionaries, no problem, an inflation of self-worth. You could be important, and you could be on a scale of five to 10, your importance level might be a seven. But if you present it as a 10, that's inflated. Interestingly, in UX today, we have people that on a scale of one to 10, their importance level is a one, and they present themselves to the masses as a 10. Folks, that's arrogance, which leads us to the last definition that I want to share on arrogance, unjustifiable confidence. I've been saying this for years. I know some of my peers have the same definition that they use. I've been sharing this definition for at least 20 years. When you have confidence for which you have absolutely no justifiable reason to be that confident, folks, that's arrogance in its most pristine form. If there is such a thing to have pristine arrogance, uh, don't be confident and you're not confident. Uh, uh, people who mentor with, with uh, one month of experience, that's an act of arrogance and we need to pull that down. When people see themselves as a lead UX person and you have three months of experience, that's arrogant. Even if you let the company give you the title, that's arrogant. I'm calling you out on it today because I want you to do well not because I'm trying to call you out and make you look bad. I, I, I'm trying to encourage somebody to take a look at themselves and embrace the EQ side of it and embrace the self-worth. I, I'm not using any names. I don't have anybody in mind, but these are the things associated with arrogance. Next on the list of EQ red flags, that's it for arrogance, trolling. This one happens so much in social media, but trolling actually has to do with going out of one's way to engage with somebody for the express purpose of of being uh, problematic, for the express purpose of being antagonistic is probably the best word for it. When you go out of your way to antagonize other people, whether it's on social media, whether it's in person, whatever it might be, asking questions, hoping that a person says something because you're just sitting and waiting to go into attack mode, Uh, and then demonstrate that, and because you're really trying to bring somebody else down or trying to make somebody else look bad or just trying to be problematic and trying to stir the pot for the sake of stirring the pot, that's trolling, folks. When people post questions on social media or make statements and then you respond to them to let them know, no, that was incorrect, this is the true way to look at that, This is or this is what I was trying to say, those trolls never even come back. They were never interested and having a discussion. They were only interested in in just ruffling some feathers and then going on their way because that's where they got their gratification. But trolling folks is an act of, of EQ deficiency. It is a red flag. Next, inferiority. And specifically, having an inferiority complex. If somebody else is better than you, then so what? There's somebody that's better than all of us. So it doesn't make sense to see somebody that knows more than you, that's better than you, that's done more than you, and then get an attitude. If somebody has accomplished more than you or they bring more to the table or they did something and you didn't, so 
what? It's just turn around and then go and make yourself better. If you really want to be what they are or you lack in that area, that's really a tremendous benefit. Oh, somebody was doing some work on augmented reality. I don't have any experience with that. Wow, I sure would like to learn more about that. I'm happy for them. I'm going to celebrate them. And I'm looking forward to my opportunity to learn more about UX and augmented reality. That is a true statement on my part. I'm not going to get upset because somebody has experience in augmented reality UX and I do not. If you don't have it, you just don't have it. But having an inferiority complex, which is common and rampant in UX today, and one of the reasons why we can't come together on a lot of things in the world of UX, because there are so many EQ deficiencies and the inferiority complex factor is one of them. Matter of fact, some people will troll you. uh, They troll me on social media because they have an inferiority complex and and just, just really sad stuff. And it does not help the discipline. Next, incivility. And this is the last one from the main list that will cover the bonus items and it will be done for today. Incivility, this comes in many forms, but anytime somebody will stoop to being incivil toward other people or uncivil, toward other other people, uh, we have an EQ red flag there. The EQ is uh, deficient. So now we, if it's in ourselves, we have to like, okay, I need to renounce this thing. I need to stop doing it. I need to be better than this. I am better than this. I'm going to stop. Or if you witness it, uh, then you have to do what you can to support the person who's being victimized. And then if you are being subjected to it, you may have to, you have to manage yourself to make sure you don't respond the same way they're coming at you. And then you also, because remember, we're the EQ people and the EQ people are the ones that are not going to do tit for tat. If they troll you, don't troll them back. Uh, if they disrespect you, don't disrespect them back. If they uh, operate toward uh, jealousy or detrimental ambition towards you, don't you stoop to the same. Uh, you maintain your integrity and you continue to go forward. Let EQ determine your path. So that is a perfect way to, to operate there. But incivility comes again in many forms, demeaning other people, devaluing other people, laboring to deflate other people's reputations uh, or, or to try to shoot down their importance or their value, such as slandering other people, making statements that simply are not true, just because you're, you're really upset about what the person is doing and you want them to look bad. I've been victimized by that multiple times. It's just UX, folks. Just go do the work. And, but it's amazing the things that people will do. And I'm not going to go through with any examples of that, but just give this information to you. You, you see things, you know things, and, and we trust that you know how to break things down. From there, so any inhumane treatment of other people is an act of incivility. And then last, under incivility, that I want to cover, behaving maliciously. Why would we have ill will toward anyone? Why would we want somebody to not succeed in the things that they're doing? We need to, again, celebrate the success of others, celebrate the things that other people are doing, celebrate their achievements, and, and then just continue to just Pull for them. And one day you continue to do the right thing. A door opens for you as well. A door opens for me as well. And they have. And I've been subjected to maltreatment a lot (laughs) over the years. But I will never stoop to becoming what I have been subjected to ever. Absolutely. I'm determined to let EQ determine 
my path. So bonus items, three of them. Anytime a person or you are operating under Dunning-Kruger, uh, which is akin to arrogance, having a sense of confidence with absolutely no just cause whatsoever. Uh, that's Dunning-Kruger, which is on the flip side of, oh, and a lot of people are going to hate me on this one, but here it comes. So this is an A and a B, one uh, A and one B of the bonus items. The opposite of Dunning-Kruger is imposter syndrome. It's a direct opposite. There is no imposter syndrome, folks. You're having growing pains. You're having a moment of self Doubt, but Dunning, but but uh, imposter syndrome. No, that is a made-up concept that nobody needs to embrace. It doesn't do you any good to embrace it. When you find out that you fall short, just just pick yourself up and go forward. When somebody doesn't acknowledge who you are, that doesn't mean that you are what they say you are. So why do you? When we take these inaccurate statements to heart, that means that we lack self-awareness. We don't know who we are. If you know who you are, nobody can tell you that you're something else. So then you won't go down that road of, of what these people are claiming to be imposter syndrome. So no Dunning-Kruger and no imposter syndrome. Those are both EQ red flags. So hate me if you will. Control me if you will. But uh, there are some people who've come to me and thanked me for sharing that information with them. And they began to look at themselves with a more critical eye and with a more honest eye, and they're no longer claiming to be imposters or feeling to be imposters today. They got they got away from that that mental bondage that a lot of people are volunteering themselves into. If you don't know something, then go learn it. If you don't have skill in an area, go develop it. If somebody thinks you're an imposter, who cares? Who in the world are they? <laughs> they might be an imposter. And then a lot of people who think they're imposters actually are. But if you put the work in, you won't be. That's the EQ thing to do, folks. Uh, and then next, and this is actual, maybe that 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 is, uh, I said 1A and 1B. Let, let's make that 1 and 2. Uh, the next one is parroting. Have you ever been in a situation where you presented something, a concept of UX that other people really didn't know anything about. You didn't, you didn't necessarily know that they didn't know. And then as soon as you mention it, you start talking to somebody about cognitive load. And then the next thing you know, they're talking about cognitive load. You never heard them talk about it before. And all of a sudden they're talking about it like they know what it is. Parroting. You, you talk to somebody about um, semiotics. Go look it up. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> you talk to somebody about semiotics and the next thing you know, they're talking about semiotics. You talk to somebody about multivariate testing and the next thing you know, they're talking about multivariate testing. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that didn't know, A-B testing and multivariate testing are not the same thing. So let's not use those interchangeably. There's your UX tip uh, of the day. <laughs> so parroting people who hear somebody say something. Uh, I've had people hear me say something, go home and look it up that night and then come back the next day and talk about it in another meeting like they know what it is. They learned about it the previous night. They never said it a year, two years, three years before that. And the next day, all of a sudden, it comes out of their mouth 10 times like they're practicing. All they're doing is parroting. Self-awareness dictates that, you know what? 
I just heard him mention cognitive load. I didn't know what cognitive load was. I started studying it. I'm excited about it, and I want to pay attention to it. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and ask him, hey, hey, can you share with me? I'm going to go back and ask her, hey, can you share with me more information about that? I'd like to I'd like to learn about it a little more. Can you show me some scenarios where I can understand when cognitive load is heavy and when it's not? Once you realize self-awareness will draw us automatically to a point of growth. It will put us in a situation where we seek, we recognize what we lack and we seek to fill the gap. That should be a standard mode of operation for every user experience professional. Just grow. How about that? See folks, when we have a higher level of EQ and we encounter things such as these red flags, we wrap up now. Use your own EQ prowess to navigate, whether it's with you or with someone else or for someone else. Make it a point that you're going to be emotionally intelligent, that you're going to be strong, and that you're going to be dutiful. But again, I repeat, under no circumstances should you ever allow yourself to become the EQ red flag that you've witnessed or that you're being subjected to. Let EQ determine your path and you're going to be a better UX professional for it. Yes, emotional intelligence is critical to UX and these are just some more of the reasons why. Folks, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for taking the time. I know I ruffled some feathers, but I'm not ruffling feathers just to ruffle feathers. I'm ruffling feathers because I want you to be your absolute best. So that's it. This is Darren Hood signing off today, the host of the world of UX. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.